Welcome to the Stay at Home and Binge podcast. Before we get started, let me just get some disclaimers out of the way. First of all, this show is my opinion or the opinion of my guests. So if you do not agree, that's okay. Um, We try not to offend anyone here. If we do, we apologize. Um, We're always learning and evolving here at this podcast, but these opinions are solely my own or my guest, if I happen to have a guest on the show. Two, this podcast might, I guess you would say, contain spoilers, or maybe in the spoilers realm, I do talk about pacing of a show. I try not to give away too many plot twists, um, but they might slip out. So if you are anti-spoilers, don't want to hear anything, I don't mark anything if I think it's a spoilerish. sometimes I just forget. So... You might want to listen to the show after you binge the show on your own and just to see if you agree or disagree with me. But I just want to keep that in mind. And now on to the show. This week at Stay at Home and Binge, episode five, we are going to talk about the television streaming show, The Boys, that you can find on Amazon Thank you to everyone who's made it so far to episode five, listening to Stay at Home and Binge. Um, it's been really fun creating this podcast and kind of learning the ropes of being creative and figuring out where I kind of fit into this podcasting sphere. So I'm so glad that um, you're listening and that I'm still going. Um, I also wanted to add, uh, please remember to binge responsibly. I don't sit here and watch like 12 hours of TV every day. It's just not possible. I do, you know, do full-time work and I do like to go outside and see the sunshine, even though it's so hot. Uh, I apologize if you hear that AC in the background, because once again, it's just a girl and her laptop trying to figure this out. But um, a lot of these shows I've kind of watched um, just throughout dealing with the pandemic and staying at home, and we're still technically in a pandemic. Uh, So keep that in mind that I have like a laundry list of shows that I've decided that I've wanted to review. And I'm also watching new shows. Um, I've been on vacation, so I decided to do the Disney uh, Plus Blitz, and I did WandaVision, Um, I did, I already did Falcon and the Winter Soldier and I did Loki. I watched them kind of all in one sitting. I probably won't review them because I mean, everyone, you know, it's polarizing. Either they love them or they hate them. If you follow me on Twitter, which is at stay at home and binge, I gave you a quick review of what I liked and what order I liked. Um, sometimes I'll do that. So you can follow, follow me on Twitter at stay at home binge. It's all one word. And of course, if you see the purple hair cartoon icon, you know it's me. But on to the show. So we're going to talk about the boys. I happened to finish watching season two. I believe it was around, I was home for Christmas. So I saw season one when it was out, I guess a couple of years ago. Got time. What is time? And I finished season two 
over Christmas. So I thought I would just give it into the context of all of, you know, the other Marvel television shows. Let's look at the kind of the anti-superhero, superhero superhero, um, television show, The Boys. So what is The Boys? What is that about? What is the show about? Um, It's based on a DC comic. Hilarious. Seems like it's a Marvel versus DC world sometimes. But it's um, a team of vigilantes that want to take down and expose the corruption of a group of superheroes um, called the Seven. So the boys would be the group that's against the superheroes in this world um, called the Seven. And it's basically the boys versus the Seven. That's the best way to talk about it. Um, It's an ensemble show. It's an ensemble cast. And there were only three actors and actresses' names that I recognized when I first watched The Boys. The first um, actor is Carl Urban, and you might know him from The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, The Return of the King. Um, Star Trek, he plays Dr. McCoy, and then he is in Thor Ragnarok. So he is getting his, you know, DC Marvel work. The other... Um, actor or actress that I knew uh, was a fan favorite of mine, Elizabeth Shue. She was in one of my favorite movies as a kid growing up, Adventure in Babysitting. So that can, I might have dated myself a little bit in age, but I did love that movie. She was also in The Karate Kid and she was in the Back to the Future series and a movie Soap Dish. So I know her work. I love Elizabeth Shue. So seeing her in a television show was really exciting because I know her work. And then the third person I knew was uh, Chase, excuse me, his name is Chase Crawford um, from Gossip Girl. I've watched that series kind of in and out when it first came out on the CW. And then he is in one of my like iconic like really guilty pleasure movies called The Covenant with uh, Sebastian Stan is his name? Oh, I'm awful with names today. Um, But he gave me the favorite line, not um, him, not Chase, but Sebastian. I'm going to make you my weach from the movie The Covenant. So that's kind of the three actors that I knew, but I will say the show is an ensemble cast. So it's not about really who's the famous or who leads. They all work together to give you this show. And that's kind of important. So what is the show about? Basically, imagine a world where superheroes aren't necessarily good. And they're narcissistic. They're drug addicts. Um, Sexual assault might come into play. Um, They only care about themselves. The image of the superhero is what they put on for the public. But behind the scenes, they're just as evil as the dangers and the villains that they take out. Um, So that is the story of the seven. So how does this story kind of get off the ground? Well, one of the seven, um, I believe the superhero A-Train, kills our hero's girlfriend. And he wants justice for her. She was innocent. They were having, you know, they were saying goodbye to each other. And there is this freak accident 
where he, the superhero, basically kind of gets away with it. It gets shrugged off. It was really kind of, I don't want to give it too away. If you've read the comic books, it's kind of gruesome. And so Huey, who is kind of the protagonist, wants vengeance for her. And I don't blame her for her death. So he somehow runs into Butcher, who's in charge of the boys, who is on this mission to take them down. They're the reason why his wife has disappeared, or I believe he thinks she's dead, and he wants vision. He wants revenge. So these vigilantes are going after a group of superheroes, and they have powers. So it's not like a Bruce Wayne and Batman situation where, you know, he's got a bunch of cool gadgets and he's rich. They have superpowers. Um, Homelander, who's the leader of the Seven, is kind of your sadistic take on your Captain America, your Superman. You have someone called the Deep, who's kind of like your Aquaman, the aquatic superhero, and it's so forth. So you have this character, Huey, who wants to go against these superheroes. Now, on the flip side, trying not to make this complicated, the Seven is retiring someone, and they add on a new girl who is uh, a hero who is a Christian woman. So she believes in the, I would say, the facade of the superhero. They're just, they're just, they're righteous. Um, There's nothing evil about them. So she's entering um, the seven with kind of rose colored glasses. So it's very interesting to see these two characters and their storylines go along as they're trying to figure out what is right and what is wrong. So that's the story in essence. Um, The Boys is Dark, which I'll talk about later. So it is not your, um, I would say, it is not your family-friendly superhero. It's not even your Snyder's dark, you know, DC, let's say we're the darker version. No, it's darker. It's a dark comedy. There is violence. Um, There's sex. There's drugs. It is... Definitely, if you're looking for a grittier take, that is what The Boys is. So now we go over to what the critics say about the show, just in case you care. Here at Stay at Home and Binge, I do not care. I can hate watch a lot of things. I don't think there's anything that I have not finished or turned off because I did not enjoy it so far. Um... Let's not put that out in the universe. But so far, I've watched everything that I've started or I'm waiting for a new season to start and probably will watch that season. But the critics enjoy the boys. They give it an A-, minus, a B+, plus, uh, you know, a 90%, 8.7 out of 10, 4.7 out of 5. It gets favorable reviews, and that's for both seasons. So I'm not going to dissect which, you know, I'll talk about which season is better, but I'm not dissecting the reviewers. This is just in case you care, um, you're not watching a show that is not favorable, that people don't enjoy. So I will let you know that. But let's get on to the good part. 
So let's talk about why you would want to watch the show. First of all, this is not your average superhero show. And I feel like that's a horrible tagline that everyone says about their show. But The Boys is dark. So it is not family friendly. It's darker than the Snyder's DC cut version. This show has violence. It talks about sexual assault, drugs. The violence depicted is gruesome and graphic. So this is not a show that um, is for kids. So if you want something that's adult and deal with adult themes and storylines, this is the show for you. Uh, Two, the plot, especially in the first season, is really good. Um, The lead actor, Carl, who plays Butcher, you believe he is heartbroken. This is a man who's unhinged because his wife is missing. And this is someone who doesn't have great coping skills to deal with this loss. So he is unhinged and he is on the warpath. And the plot is driven by the loss of his wife or where wherever she is. And you feel that. And it actually drives the storyline. Also, the seven are awful people. And it's kind of nice to see the good guys or what people think are the good guys are the bad guys. That's a nice little plot twist. So I like that. So I would think that if you're interested in this dynamic of the good guys aren't necessarily good and the bad guys aren't necessarily bad. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, it's a hodgepodge of you don't really root for anyone. What you kind of root for is justice. Like at the end of the day, you want justice to prevail for whomever that might be. And I know that sounds weird and vague. It's just, it's just not as black and white per se. Um, Especially when you have a corporation in charge and you have capitalism going to cap, be, you know, corporate corporations going to corporate kind of thing. So that's what makes this really good is the plot. Um, and then three, it's kind of like, I always want to know how it unfolds, especially season one. I kept wanting to watch because I wanted to know the next thing. I did like some of the plot twists. Some you could see coming, I will admit, but I still like how they played out because they affect the group so much and the ensemble casting, the dynamics between within the group and the power dynamics. Um, it's very complicated. And that's what I like about the show. It's complicated. It's not cookie cutter. It's not as clear cut and dry. It's, it's shades of gray with some darkness to it. And that's what I liked about it. Now, why you might not want to watch it. The cons. If you have issues with violence, sexual assault, um, this is not the show for you. And this is definitely not a show for kids. So if kids are like, I want to see that because they see some guy in a cape, think again. Skip it. It's not a family-friendly show. Uh, Please keep that in mind. So if this is something that you want to binge and you 
have children in your home, you have to find time, I would think and hope, not to watch this with your children. Um, if you think they're older teenagers and you can work it out where they can feel comfortable, that's tough to you as a parent. I'm not a parent, so I don't have to worry about that. But in case you're a parent, this is not a show for young eyes at all whatsoever. Um, two... I would have to say season two is not as good as season one, I'm afraid. And this might be spoiler alert for you. Um, And you could disagree with me and say, I liked it just as much as season one. I didn't. I felt season two dragged a lot. Um, There were some good points that were made. um, But there were also just weird introductions of characters And their plot was so, it was just, I don't know how to explain it. It was just so heavy and so left field. I kind of just wanted the resolution between um, Butcher and Homelander. Kind of in that and then say, hey, here's the dynamic for season three. But instead, they just put a tangent in, in my opinion, a little bit for season two. And then it drags, um, I'm afraid. So season two is not good as season one. Um, I know it got renewed for another season and I'll probably watch it. But I'm going to be worried about what they're going to introduce because I feel like when they introduce new things to carry the story, um, they, they just shove them in there. And it's weird. And it could be that there's, there's source material because there is this is based on a comic book and I haven't watched or read, excuse me, the comic book. So maybe this is stuff from the comic book and they had to figure out how to put it in there. It was really weird. Um, Those were like my big two things. I didn't really have a third thing on really why not to watch it. Um, Those were kind of my big two things. So now you're wondering, should you Stay at home and binge. And I give this a stay at home and binge. I enjoyed the first season especially. I just thought it was kind of a refreshing take on the superhero genre. Um, The acting is really done well. And like I said, even though I didn't know a lot of the actors and actresses in the show, I still thought the acting was phenomenal. And it's an ensemble cast. It's it's two, it's really interesting because it's two kind of giant ensemble casts and then they kind of come together um, on the screen and it's very um, complex and I enjoyed it and it's why I kind of kept watching when I wanted to keep, you know, watching a couple of episodes hit here and there was because I did like that interaction and the actor who plays Homelander, and I wish I could think of his name, and I can't right now, and I forgot to look it up. Um, like when he's on the screen, you just he chews up scenes, and you just go, "What is he gonna do next?" And how much of a jerk can he be? And I really enjoyed that. And he's creepy too. Like there's an element of like not only he's just just vile and creepy and weird. And um, it's kind of like this whole, you can't judge a book by its cover and you don't really know someone. It's this idea of you don't know your public figures. 
Um, you don't know what they present. You don't know what they're like behind closed doors. And it's, I wish it, the story kind of even explores that even further. Um, and maybe they will in season three that like the public does not know these people. And it just goes beyond, you don't know their private life. It's just, you don't actually know their character, their ethics, who they are behind the scenes. And I find that, um, very fascinating. And hopefully they'll explore that a little bit more in season three. Um, I hope that they add new characters and new superheroes. I don't know. That's the only thing. It's just when they add someone, they have so much baggage and it feels weird when you have this kind of storyline with Butcher and his wife and Homelander and all of that going on. But hopefully they'll wrap that up and they can introduce another weird plot twist. Um, Like I said, I have not read the comic books. So um, if you want to hit me up on my Twitter and Instagram, stay at home and binge, um, definitely do that and let me know how they differ from the comic books because I'd be interested. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Stay at Home and Binge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, Hopefully the air conditioning in the background wasn't too annoying. Like I said, it is super hot here and it's just always going to be on until the end of time, I feel, because it's so hot this July. Um, You can catch me on all my social medias on Instagram and Twitter at stay at home binge. That is at stay at home binge on Instagram and Twitter. Hopefully I will get that going and get everyone knowing that this podcast is up and running. Like I said, this is a labor of creativity and I'm just enjoying the process of listening to the shows. But if you have any television shows, suggestions or suggestions just about the show, you can reach me there. Please be kind. Like I said, it's just a girl in a laptop and a dream of wanting to have a podcast. So thank you. Until next time, stay at home and binge responsibly.